possibly contained horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hi there, and welcome to another thrilling edition of Flick Smacks. This is episode 13 of season two. I am one of your co-hosts, Terry. And I'm the other one. My name is Scott. Hi, Just Scott. Like always. Hi, oh, Terrence. Your name is still Scott? It's still Scott. It hasn't changed. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. That is amazing. So, and we have a treat for you today. Because it was a treat for us. That's correct. And we noticed something before we hit record today. Yes. Episode 13 happens to be about a, a movie that has the word 13 in it. And it's Friday the 13th, part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. It's not part V-I-I-I. Uh, only way back in the, like, Roman times. Okay. Yes, and us choosing this movie was completely unintentional for the 13th, because that seems to be too on the nose for us. So it was unintentional. It's just kismet. Yes. And this is also a very special episode, because we're, we're doing something a little different this episode as well. I don't know if you actually did what we were going to do, or if you forgot. <laughs> Oh, we discuss it before. I did forget. <laughs> okay, but well, we'll have to cut that part out. Dang it. Okay. No, we'll get it on the next episode. Okay. I totally forgot. All, All right. right. But we okay. won't ruin the surprise. No, we won't ruin the surprise. Okay. All right. We'll just go from here. So, Terry ruined it, people. Sorry, everybody. You ruined it for everyone. We'll have to wait until episode 14. Yeah. When we review Saturday the 14th. <laughs> Just hope kidding. Not. I hope not. <laughs> Just kidding. Or Fast 14. Oh, are we going to go into the future? Yes. We haven't done that yet. Time traveled. <laughs> what that noise was. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, we will uh, skip the first treat that I had intended because, you know, somebody dropped the ball. In fact, I, I actually watched it twice, but we won't get into that. You must be very proud of yourself. I am, I am very proud of yourself. So must yeah, we very, will... must be very proud of yourself throwing me under the bus like this. I reminded you. Oh my and because Scott just threw me under the bus, next week we're going to review Speed. Just That's kidding. Fun. No, Speed 2. Oh yeah, terrible. S- speed Zone. Ooh. <laughs> John Candy. Um... So yeah, um, uh, do you want to do you want to give a little synopsis? For yeah, oh, let me find a good one here. Plot synopses. Ooh, this one is very long, so I'll read the short one, courtesy of Michael Silva, on a user on IMDb. A boat full of graduating high school students headed to Manhattan 
accidentally pulled Jason Voorhees along for the ride. And that pretty much sums up the movie. Yes. So, story begins typical Jason fashion. Um, teenagers or young adults are yeah. having coital episodes happening <laughs> on a boat. Yes. <laughs> and um, Jason gets zapped by uh, underwater power, power cable. Yeah. Um, that resurrects him for the seventh time, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Seventh, eighth, tenth. And uh, so, yeah, and, and of course, the, the opening scene is basically just like an expose of who Jason is, just in case anybody didn't know. Yeah. Um, so Jason climbs aboard and starts the murdering, like, immediately after he gets resurrected from, like, you know, being underwater for two years or yeah. whatever amount of time between the sequels. Yeah. Um, but, yeah immediately but, goes back into killing mode. Yeah. Actually, I, just, I wanted to go back a little bit. Because um, you, you, you went right into it. And one, I didn't get to say who the director was or anything, and I'm very sad. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Do it. Do it. Uh, the director, not that anybody really knows who it is, is Rob, Rob Hedden. Um, he did a couple episodes of the Friday 13th TV series as kind of an audition for this and really hasn't done a whole lot since um, directing wise he did write The Condemned with Stone Cold Ooh. and a movie called Clock Stoppers which is like a family kind of time travel type movie and he did write 17 episodes of the old of the original MacGyver oh and, uh, of course, this is the second of four appearances of Kane Hodder as Jason. Yeah, I believe this is his second to last one. No, so no, because he, no, he, he did Jason did, X, right? Yeah, yeah. so oh. he did 7, 8, 9, and 10. And they didn't, they didn't use him for Freddy versus Jason. No. So, and, of course, they actually movie. used the guy, Ken Kurzinger, yeah. in... Freddy versus Jason, who was the stunt coordinator for Jason Takes Manhattan, and appeared in it as at the end as one of the people in the in the diner who came out to accost Jason when he came barging through the door, and he got thrown against the pane of glass. People will never learn. Just stay yes. away from him. Yes, and so while this is this was um, the original script had some major scenes that took place at. Madison Square Garden, the Brooklyn Bridge, Statue of Liberty, and the Empire State Building, but Paramount didn't give them the budget for that, so they kind of had to rewrite it, and they ended up on a cruise ship instead of actually in Manhattan. Um, the original script also had Jason kicking a dog once they arrived in Manhattan. It was <laughs> barking at him, but I guess... Was Kane it Toby, the dog Toby in the movie? I don't know if it was that dog or a different dog, but Kane Hodder thought... Um, that went too far for Jason, which I I don't understand. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. he doesn't he'll, determine. He'll twist a human being's head off, but he won't give a good boot to a dog. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this is and then yeah, I had a couple things that were in the credit sequence before we get to the main thing. There's a part 
at the beginning <laughs> of the, in the credit sequence that they're just you know it starts off with some narration for whatever reason well it, it's supposed to be like yeah, a the, radio the radio right? station yeah but at that time you don't even know it's just some guy random guy talking and so over the credits they're just playing this fucking stupid 80s I song i love that song <laughs> The Darker Side of Night. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. No, it's amazing. <laughs> and and so then they're just showing random clips, like, you know, B-roll footage of, of Manhattan. And there's a scene where they're in a diner. And in the bottom right-hand corner, there's an Asian man sitting at a table. And he's obviously with something, but you can tell he's just an extra. And he's trying so hard not to look at the camera. And he's like doing everything he can not to look at the camera. And then for a split second, he looks right down the barrel. Yeah. And, yeah. and then there's a goes on later and it has like two junkies in us. And yes. The, uh, and their guy doing the syringe and squirts half the drugs out of it when he's trying to get the bubbles out. And it's like, it's going everywhere. It's like, what a waste of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this movie was mostly shot in Vancouver. Yes, in fact, I think the, there's basically like three or four exterior shots that were actually yeah. filmed in New York. Yeah, uh, the crew was calling this Jason Takes Vancouver because yeah. it was mostly in Vancouver. And so, yeah, like you said, it starts off with on the boat with this couple. And um, the guy goes outside for some reason to check on something. And he comes in and he's all like melancholy. And she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, you didn't know the legend? Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's just, we're kind of round the camp. We're of the Jason Voorhees. Round the camp, you're right in front of the fucking sign. You're parked right, right in front of the camp. We're not right around. You're right there. Could be any closer to the camp unless you were on land. And yeah, I don't ever recall, like, Crystal Lake must be huge. Yes. <laughs> because... There's so much stuff in every movie that just kind of doesn't make sense for a small lake to like, no. there's yachts and like, I don't get it, man. Yeah. And, and then there, there's when he's showing the, telling the story of what happened to Jason and they're showing, this is the first scene with time where you're seeing the Jason as a boy drowning in this movie. Yeah. And it looks nothing like the original Jason. Like he nothing looks like he it. looks smaller. He's and not like deformed. a normal kid. Yeah, he's not deformed in any way. And uh so so he's all down and out as he's trying to redo these stories, and she's starting to get scared, and he's like, Oh, then he's like, Oh, don't worry, they're just stories, and then he gets all excited, and it's like he's saying, Okay, now let's fuck. Like, you know, I and then that's when uh, yeah. He's all but sad. Because that's when I get the hardest, is when I make women scared. Jesus. (laughs) And then then she hears a sound, which he didn't generate, but then he gets up to initiate a prank that he had already thought of based on something she's heard. Yeah, he's like, he had this planned right down to that. Yeah, so he comes in and he's wearing the Friday the 13th mask you know, the hockey mask and he's got, you know, some retractable blade knife and she's not, she's not having it. Yeah. But then the mask is conveniently left. So now Jason can have a mask now that he gets on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, It's a new one. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but throughout that whole scene, 
There is like some kind of terrifying prehistoric bird screeching <laughs> periodically throughout the whole scene. And that's like right before she says, oh, what was that sound? That that bird sound happened. Right. So that's what I thought they were like, you know. No, there's like a happening. little creaking on the boat that, no, that's some slight creaking because a boat on the water moving isn't just going to be making noise on its own. No. No. Silent. And, yes. And so obviously Jason comes on board. He shoots a harpoon, misses her, but then kills the guy. And then she well, goes... a little off because he's been submerged underwater. That's true. He's, he's a little waterlogged. And then she goes and hides below deck down some hatch and then he finds her and she's like oh please no 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 i don't know if you watched the hilarious gag reel for this uh, movie. no i watched i did watch the deleted scenes but i didn't yeah. watch the gag reel the gag reel this is the only friday the 13th up to this point i don't know if it's still true or not that hat included a gag reel and this scene from that perspective, it had him open the hatch, and from the girl's view, looking up at the hatch, instead of Jason holding whatever weapon he had at, or her, a spear or whatever he had, it showed Jason standing there with a huge wooden dildo coming out of his pants. Really? And, and she's like, oh, no, please, no. My God. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and, and the gag reel, if you get a chance, oh, it is top-notch. It is... <laughs> I tell you, this death scene was so silly looking mm. because it takes Jason like 15 seconds. He's slowly like going towards her with this um, spear, yeah. which doesn't look all that dangerous. No. And he just kind of pokes it into her body. Yeah. Right. He doesn't plunge it into her. He no. just kind of, like, keeps the same speed, goes yeah. into her, and she dies instantly. Yeah, it's like and she's... these these spears, the teeth on the spears were maybe an inch and a half long. Yeah. It's like he's trying to take her temperature or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, and she just dies immediately. Yeah, terrible. She, she died of fear. Yeah. So so, so then you cut to the. Main chick. Yeah. Main girl, Rennie. Rennie, getting a pen from her teacher. Yeah, so Rennie's like kind of like a outcast at the school. Yeah. And so yeah. the... Apparently it's some sort of creative writer is what I got. Yeah, from, she's like from a that. skilled writer. So yeah. her teacher is trying to encourage her and gave her yeah. like a pen used by Stephen King. When he was in high school. Yeah. Like, why would... I don't know why that... He would, you know, people would have, he would have kept that not knowing that he was just going to be some big deal or whatever. But, and she says, if anybody can use this pen, put, make, make use of this pen. I know it's you. And that's foreshadowing to something later. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause she uses that pen. Yep. And, and so, yeah, uh, this, yeah, the graduating class is gathered in this parking lot to get on the bus or whatever, to head down to the cruise ship for the big grad party on the boat so then we meet we meet the kind of like 
I guess he'd be like the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, I don't know, was he the dean of the school? Something like that. Or like a head teacher teacher or something, but he's also Rennie's uncle. Yeah. He's he's a prick. He's a guardian. He he played the role. It seemed like he was trying to play the role like um, Mr. Hand in in Fast (laughs) Times, except without the humor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Actually, there was one humorous part. Was it intentional? Um, I thought it was funny. Okay. Like he he bumps into that guy with the camera, right? A little right. bit into the movie, and he's like, he's like, uh, oh, I think I wrote that down. Yeah, something about um, the kids like, oh, nobody really cares about our future. Or, yeah. We don't really have a future, anyways. And he's like. Yeah teachers said something smart remark i don't remember but they yeah. kind of laughed anyways yeah and then before as they're boarding they of course have to bump into the harbinger like oh he's, yeah he's every he's, friday the 13th has a crazy man wearing a weird hat yeah. <laughs> and he's spouting off about this is cursed yeah everything like, is cursed he's like and doomed yes. yeah doomed in a death curse like it it's in every friday the 13th movie yes so yeah he uh and everybody like you know they Dismisses they think them, he's yeah. they think he's the murderer when this shit starts happening even though there's a legend i mean yes in if this was real life it would be hard to believe but in the folklore of this movie Jason died and there have been reports again and again and again of him killing. So it's like, no way that could happen again. Yeah. No, no. Jason could never come back again. Not again. Not a eighth time. That's crazy. So yeah, we, uh, and then we, also, sl- we meet the heartthrob boyfriend guy. Yeah. Of Rennie's. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's handsome and, his dad his dad is like the captain of the ship and it's all like there's a lot of nepotism going on in this whole deal yes and the actor who played the boyfriend will later appear on young and the restless that's where i knew him from as ryan mcneil he was on the young and restless for 10 years 91 to 2001 wow good yes yes and then yeah so then you're slowly introduced to every stereotypical high school students yeah there's there's like uh kind of like breakfast club where there's like the dorks there's the film dorks the music dorks the bad girls the jocks yes it's all assortment and they have a pretty sweet disco yeah and then there's the rocker chick she totally looks legit playing that guitar like i thought the first little part when they're on the deck outside it looked half real but then, like, yeah, downstairs. Yeah, she, yeah. just, like, palming the just palming the strings. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Jason then uses her her axe as an axe and yeah. kills her. Yes. Yeah. So she's the first one to go on the boat. Yeah. Um, and, so then it progresses. And, and, then, and then you see it moves into Rennie being in her room and you find out that she's she has some sort of past that some fear (laughs) that she's trying to conquer that you find out the real reason at the very end of the movie but she's looking out the porthole of her room and it's above the water line it's not like it's underwater 
but she's now seeing young Jason banging on her porthole as yeah. though he's drowning underwater. Again, just looking like a normal kid with no deformity at all. And this isn't the first time or the last time this happens in the movie. It happens no. all, she sees him in mirrors and all over yeah. the place, this young Jason shivering, calling yeah. for help. And each time you see him, he's a little bit worse off. And like, and- you know what? This would make sense if they would have revealed why before she saw him all the time. Yeah. Like, it just makes no sense to do it backwards. You know, I mean, they put it at the end to make it look like that it was some sort of twist that, you know, this uncle who's denying Jason the whole time is the reason that she's afraid of the water because he implanted this whole Jason thing in her mind when she was a kid. Yeah. And yeah, each time you're seeing this Jason kid, he's worse and worse off, which doesn't make sense because it's like they're making out that his deformity is based on him being in the water and that he's, and that his body's just deformed by being soaked in water. And when in the mythos is he was a deformed kid he's like the elephant man yeah he's a deformed kid when he was a kid that's why kids were picking on him he wasn't like some normal kid i mean it would make sense now that he would have some deformity in addition to the original one from being in the water so often and all of his battle scars but no they just have him as a normal kid and in this and it yeah it's yeah it made made me sad you were sad i was sad that's terrible i didn't want jason to die he didn't die he came back he came back again and jason goes to hell i didn't want him to drown i didn't (laughs) want him to drown so then one by one these teenagers are getting knocked off and oh and and two of them are caught kind of doing drugs yeah and and the teacher like uncle charles um (laughs) threatens the girl so you better go do your bio homework like, this is the grad crews. How are there still assignments due? Yeah, and he's like, I, if you don't get this done, I'm going to call your parents. <laughs> yeah, so she does a biology project, all right. Yes. Tries to seduce him. Yeah, by drawing body part. Because, you know, because that's what the, in, you know, 12th grade, that would be the, you know, how hard that biology thing was just to draw a heart, just to draw, you know, all these different digestive yeah. system on their body yeah and he he won't he has none of it it's like how dare you i'm your teacher yeah so yeah. she gets upset and then jason kills her yeah but yeah there's a little bit in between but we're missing the the guy in the sauna oh yeah with the the hot the rock sa- the hot rock he gets the hot rock punched through him but the position of the wound changes it's just sitting there yeah, because when you're seeing it up close, you're seeing like almost from right, like you're seeing underneath the ribs and his body flailing. But when they pan out and have the overhead shot, it's like just underneath the rib cage where he's been stabbed. And it doesn't make any sense. My problem is, is that if you have a rock that is hot enough to punch through a human, yeah, it's going to basically sear and cauterize the wound. So yeah. you wouldn't have that much blood, but there's blood everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's the guy like, would still die, obviously. But yeah, the, the wound would, especially if you left it in there too, right? Yeah, there's like no the, blood the blood would be sealed in there. Like, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was like a good theory. Yeah. 
it, the death was good in theory, but poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the, yeah. So that's the seduction thing that went wrong ended up actually being a setup because she hired the AV nerd to, to, yeah. to videotape it, to blackmail him into, I'm going to, you know, fuck this teacher so I don't have to do my assignment, Yeah, but it doesn't work. And that's taking the, shit to the extreme. Yes. And, and the, then the, the uncle Charles says to the kid, is it Wayne? I think it's the camera kid. He tells him, I'm going, you're never going to be attending any film school as far as, as long as I'm around or whatever. They're graduating. If he wanted to go to film school, he probably would have already, you know, applied and gotten in. So there's you really nothing to teach. Hey, you done. don't know Uncle Charles doesn't isn't connected with every film school in the country. Yes. And then, oh yeah, so then it comes the that chick's death scene because she has to have a shower to wipe, you know, to wash off all of her biology. Makes projects. sense. Yeah, and then. So then Jason punches through the door and grabs her robe and then she falls away and it is terrible editing because oh, yeah. it's immediately a stunt woman. And you yeah. could see that it's like they started it. They didn't start the take in between the action. They, it's like they had to take here and said, okay, go now fall to the mirror. Cause you could see her start fall to the mirror and yeah. it's a different hairstyle, different length, different. It's too tight. And it's, yep. yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, so far there's really nothing redeeming about this movie. No. I have a little fun fact here, though. I, something I looked up. This movie had 20 kills in it, so I was just curious about something. That um, if you combined all the kills from all the Friday the 13th... and Including all the, the remake? Yep, and all the Halloween movies. Yeah. Those 23 movies, there are 297 deaths. Okay. In three John Wick movies, he kills 306. Yeah, it surprised me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're saying John Wick would whip Jason and Michael Myers' ass? No, it's hard to say because they're, no, he just does the double tap, right? He shoots, goes boom, boom, head, heart, head, and he just, that's what he does. But if they're already undead, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to, to kill them. As such, well, I don't know if Michael old. Myers is undead as much as he is just one tough bastard. Right. I mean, especially if you go with the new timeline, he might be not as undead. But if you go with some of the other timelines, then, yeah, he probably is. And who knows what Jason is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, there's there's theories that people that are saying. That he's a deadite. That he's a deadite, yeah, from, he's from the Evil Dead series. Yeah, does that make huh. sense? Yeah. That would be a good way to tie it in if they were going to. But. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and then so so people are starting to find these bodies now, and they're you know starting to get worried. So what's the name? Julius gathers all the weapons. Oh no! Well, yeah, let's say Julius is like the athlete. He's yes. a boxer. He's a boxer. Yeah, he's um, the big big jock that all the girls want to fuck. Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, he's the best actor in the whole damn movie. Yeah, as most far be- as I, I'm concerned, as be- yeah, most believable character, yeah. and so he puts out all these weapons on the floor, and he's like, "Okay, grab your weapon," and then he's like, "Oh, Julius, what are you getting?" He's like, "I'm using nothing," and then there's a huge long pause, thinking that you know he's going to say his fist or something. He's like, "Nothing," but this gun, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
so basically all these people are getting knocked off and there's a big storm and yeah and Rennie ends up in the water somehow. She gets bumped. No, the but that was before because that was. Oh the, yeah, because the the mean chicks bump her off the. Yeah, it's like oh, let's thing. do something fun. <laughs> yeah, and so this is bumped. when we realize that she's terrified of water. And the and that's when you see another appearance of Jason, who's actually yeah. grabbing her leg and pulling her under. It's ridiculous. And, and then, the female teacher who gave her the pen at that point too, um, throws, the life preserver or throws the ring into the water the rope's not even tied to the boat you no. can see you can see the rope you can see this the rope like unwinding out as and it's not even attached to the boat so how no, are they supposed to be pulled into the water too yeah how, how are they supposed to pull her back in good continuity uh, yes and then yeah so there's a bunch of stupid kills like uh, the AV guy gets thrown onto some sort of circuit board and elect gets electrocuted yeah. immediately because that's you know you want that kind of stability in a some circuit board that you know any sort of pressure on there is just going to overload the system. That wouldn't happen in real life. No. And then yeah, so then she, as we said, foreshadowing, um, Rennie stabs Jason in the eye with the pen. She makes use of it. Yeah. And. Uh, when he and, pulls it out, that ooze and that, that comes out. All that water. It's like water yeah. comes out because he's all waterlogged. He's like one of those um, creatures in, in the uh, in the creep show yeah. shorts, like, you know, the Ted Danson one where they all come back. So, yeah, so then they end up in a boat. Yeah. You know, Julius, actually, Julius, somehow, he, he gets knocked overboard because he's punching Jason. And then everybody else who's remaining ends up in the boat. And then... Julius jumps out of the water, almost Jason-like style from the first movie, and flops onto the boat. And how long has he been holding his breath? Because he's been... You he's an athlete. You haven't seen him for a long time. So now in the boat, the survivors are Julius, the boxer, Rennie, um, Rennie's Boy uh, toy. female teacher. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, yeah. Uncle Charles. Uncle Charles and the boyfriend. Yeah. Well, there's five of them. Yeah. Even though I don't think. And the dog. Yes. And I don't, even though I don't think you've seen all the students death, the, they kind of hint at it by saying that, Oh, what about the kids in the restaurant? And they're like, Oh, there is no restaurant anymore. Yeah. So it's like the, the storm and the flooding of the boat took care of the rest. Yeah. So are we believing that this, did this crew start on Crystal Lake or did it? Uh, I don't know if Crystal Lake feeds into the Atlantic. Yeah. Like that's that. the thing. It's, it's what's more believable is that the boat on the lake is obviously a lake is supposed to be a closed water system. And even if it did have some sort of tributary, I don't think it would be deep enough for the cruise ship to be able to travel along. Which reminds me, when when they're all docking the boat, yes. and when Jason appears, jumps out of the water and is on yeah. the on the anchor or whatever. Yeah. Like he acts so surprised, like yeah. looking around and stuff. Yeah. Like he, he's it's being like, stealth. Yeah. <laughs> he's being like trying to be stealthful, like, oh, like hope nobody sees me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's like either this 
crew started on Crystal Lake somehow and ended up in the Atlantic Ocean, or Jason somehow made his way to this cruise ship from Crystal Lake, even though he's never left Crystal mm-hmm. Lake area before, but he's decided to somehow get there. So I don't know. That's obviously some major plot hole that they they haven't actually. It's it doesn't about. need to be explained. No, it's and it's I don't I don't care where it's supposed to be. You look at that scenery; it's British Columbia. Yeah, like that's BC. There is yeah. no mountains like that anywhere on the, on coast the eastern of... seaboard mm. of you know that big. You yeah, know? I don't know. Yeah, so they're they're in the boat. Julius and the boyfriend are paddling, and Uncle Charles continues to be a dick. Yeah. Even though it's completely foggy out, he's like, do you have any idea where we are or where we're going? Because I'd rather not be out here and drown. Well, well, first thing, you're in a boat. Yeah. So unless something happens to the boat, you're not going to be drowned. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he's being a dick. And so finally, they do make it to shore. And then he complains about where they parked the boat. Like, he, they had any choice. They went to the closest point they could get to the boat. And he's like, oh, great place to dock the boat. Like, yeah, what do you care? Yeah. And you're, the thing out, you're out of the water now, you moron. Yes. And and Jason, of course, follows them to shore, which, again, leads to what I would call a plot hole. I mean, even though Jason is a plot hole to begin with, seeing how he died as a child. And yeah, how the hell did he get to Manhattan? Yeah, but still, but even in general, he died as a child, but now he's a grown-up. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, but he drowned. But he's able to, he knows how to swim to shore. Yeah. As a grown-up, he knows he now knows how to swim. Hey, you don't know. Maybe he found a dinghy and paddled his ass in. Yes. Like I who knows? Yeah. And so essentially there's been an hour on the boat. Yes. And now we're gonna get 15 minutes in Manhattan. Yeah. So it should be called. Jason takes his sweet ass time to get to Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, Jason Jason has a coffee in Manhattan. Yeah. So yeah, they get to Manhattan and and they run into the same junkies from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And they kidnap Rennie and give her heroin, I assume yeah. it is. And and this time with the syringe, they are very careful. Yeah. They are like pushing the plunger very slowly in order to get the bubble, like complete opposite of how they did in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because they want to drug her up so they can, you know, have playtime with her. Yeah, and and so then Jason comes and finds the syringe, and stabs the guy and punches through the guy's body with the syringe, and somehow the tip doesn't, you know, break off. No, no, it's no. It's, it's able to pierce through the other side of the guy's body. Yeah, just like a lance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then so so you're following them a bit. And then, and then comes with the big showdown with Julius. So yeah, Julius is obviously the boxer. So yeah. basically, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what. Like first, he's on, he's on the phone with nine one one, and Jason punches through, you know, the phone that, booth. And did you? See, I think that was a genuine reaction shot. Right. Like I don't think he knew when to expect Kane Hodder. Right. Like. To like punch through the glass or whatever, yeah. Because that reaction looked genuine. Yeah. So he runs off, 
and like Jason is nowhere to be seen and he ends up on a roof. How does Jason know he's gone up onto the roof and onto what building? I, yeah. I don't know. because Well, doesn't Jason see him go up, climb up I, that ladder? I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Jason just kind of appears on the roof. It, well, yeah, he just appears on the roof. But I mean, have we ever found out whether or not Jason can fly? <laughs> he can do it. He can teleport. He can do a lot of things. Yeah, because maybe he was like hovering above, and so he was able to, you know, have an overhead shot of the city, and then he would be able to know where Julius went. Yeah. So the other people went to get help, mm -hmm. and now Julius is on top of a roof. Um, squaring off against Jason in a fist fight. Yeah, and he and he just, gets the upper hand. He, yeah, he's 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 getting, beating the shit out of Jason. He's getting a lot of headshots, a lot of body shots. Yeah, and he's Jason. But he punches just, himself out. Yeah, he he's, punches himself out. He's got no gas left. Yeah, no. Jason's doing the old rope a dope. You know, letting the other guy tire out, and then he's gonna come at him. Yeah, and and then he says, "Okay, give it your best shot." And from memory, I always thought it was an uppercut. No. But no, he just gives him a big right hook. Oh, yeah. And the head, you know, bounces off the roof and into the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably the best scene of the whole movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's a clean break. It might be the most believable death. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, that's... It, oh, yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, the head doesn't tear off. It no. just comes right off. Just like I was expecting a popping sound. You know, it's like no. Like his skull didn't crush before the head came off. <laughs> no, it just like yeah, just completely detached from you know the body. So and then we cut to like to sorry, the people on the yeah. I was going to say yeah. They cut to the people and they on the found street. a cop. Yeah, but the cop comes out of the alley and he tells the woman teacher he's like tells her to freeze. Yeah. She's just she's just a person walking on the street. There's no reason for her to freeze. And then Charles comes out and says, "Oh, she's with me. It's okay." But yeah. there's no reason for the cop to be suspicious of her. Maybe it's he not like that she was Jason. Yes, because she fits the description. And then so yeah, so then they end up in the cop car. And no, but wait, the, first the cop says, "What does he say?" He's like, he said, he's like, this sound, this all sounds far fetched. But you are you seem like good people, so I'll believe you. Yes. <laughs> like, no wonder he didn't make detective. And at this at this point, Uncle Charles still doesn't believe in Jason. No. No, he's even though all these people have died, he's somehow suspicious of somebody else. And even the person he was suspicious of, the crazy guy on the boat, dies, and so now he still has nobody to be suspicious of. Well, I think he hasn't he He's even seen Jason with his own eyes up to this point, hasn't he? There's... I don't think he has at this point. <laughs> and, and so then, yeah, so they go back to the cop car, and somehow Julius's head is in there. Like, Jason had the wherewithal to go He went down. The... Yeah, went to pulled, the dumpster. He fished through the dumpster. Yeah. Pulled out the head. He's like, okay, I know what I'm going to do now. Knew exactly. I'm going I'm to prank these motherfuckers. <laughs> I know exactly what cop car it's going to be the people they interact with yeah. and i know that they're going to go there because that's only the logical thing that to do yeah. and yeah there it is so yeah they get in the car it's like a pov from the head yeah of them all getting in the back seat and wouldn't somebody it... get in the front seat why would four people jam themselves into the back seat like i don't anyways 
Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I guess they're yeah. scared. So there's the head. There's Julius. Yeah. So they all run away. And the cop's like, what the hell's going on? And then Jason grabs the cop. Yeah. And who knows what happens to the cop in the alley. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to the female teacher, if, any, if you see anything happen to her. Uh, the cop car blows up and right, she's right. in it. <laughs> right, right, right. Because I remember, yeah, then the then Rennie. And like Rennie's up. reaction is like, I guess she's kind of on heroin right now. I guess she, she yeah. She's so her reaction high. is maybe like like a valid reaction. She's kind of like, uh, kind of out uh, of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Eh? And, <laughs> and then Charles gets stuffed into like some sort of toxic oil drum upside yeah. down and it gets drowned in that. Um, and the thing that gets me, so then they're running away from Jason. They uh-huh. get on the subway, right? They're, st- they're sitting on the subway. They look through the window to the other car and Jason's just standing there. Nobody's reacting to Jason. He's just standing there on the other side of the ground looking like he's riding the subway and then he turns his head and then notices them. It's like he's just on the subway because, oh, I figure I'm going to catch up to them somehow. I'm just he's having like, a oh, ride. All these people are getting on here. I might as yeah, well get on here go. too. And then so he's sitting there and then he realizes they're there. And oh then, yeah, doesn't he um, take the uncle and like dump him in a barrel of toxic sewage yeah, or something? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. In the big oil drum. Yeah. So yeah, now it's just um, the boyfriend and um, and Rennie. Yes. And the dog, but the dog's gone somewhere. He's messed yes. off. Yeah. And so yeah, Jason's on the subway, and but if you're on a New York subway at like midnight. Are you really mm-hmm. gonna react to that? Like you've probably seen it all. Yeah, if you're riding right. the subway in New York at midnight. Yeah. Like you're probably uh wanna keep your distance from this guy, but yeah, you're not gonna be approaching yeah. him. Yeah, and then So yeah, they get off at the station. Then they get off in Times Square, and yeah. then you see you see a shot of uh Sabaro, which of course is Michael Scott's favorite pizza joint yeah. in, in yeah. New York. And um and then <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. And because it's so authentic New York, you know, you can't yeah. get it anywhere else. And then they run past these some punks. Some punks, and Jason walk then walks past them and you know breaks their boom box. Yeah, they're listening to like some hip hop song. Yeah. And they're like, You're dead meats. Slime, slime bag, slime, slime face, or slime bag. Sli- yeah, and then Jason lifts up his mask, so that and then they're scared. Yeah, and then they run away. Yeah, yeah. So then they end up in the sewer. <laughs> this, this is where this movie gets. I don't know what's going on here. Well, then they run into the guy underwater, uh, under the sewer. And yeah, he's, he's like, like a worker guy. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys, are, what are you doing down here? Like, you got to get out of here. We flush the sewers with toxic, toxic waste, waste at midnight, or every night. Like, every night. what? <laughs> you do what? <laughs> and there's how? Why is there so much debris in the subway in the sewage then? If it's flushed every single night? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, and then, um, you know." Jason kills a sewer sewage worker. Cracks then, him with a monkey wrench, it looks yeah. like. And then he's about to hit the boyfriend. But then what does Rennie do to stop him? She shines a flashlight at him. And he's like, oh, 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 oh you caught me. 
so then he starts chasing her and yeah and then they go back and forth as a little cat and mouse and yeah and then you know they're she gets back she kind of hides and gets away from jason so she's able to backtrack her steps and get back to the boyfriend yeah to rush him up a ladder before all the you know toxic waste tsunami comes through the yeah sewage and at this point jason what is he he's messed up for some reason well she well she in the sewer even though they 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 you know flush it every night she finds a big gallon like a and huge throws it in his face of toxic waste there's no way she'd be able to list that it's a huge drum and what liquid is so heavy there's no way she would let ease be able to pick it up and throw it at him and like literally jason's been through he's had everything happen to him gets but, yeah. a little bit of toxic waste thrown in his face and yeah. he can't walk he's yeah. all messed up it's like he, he turns into a meal from robocop yeah, he's like, Help me. <laughs> so yeah, they get to the end of the sewer, and there's like a, there's like a grate or like something yeah. on street level, and they climb up the ladder, but it's locked. And yeah, and Jason. And so Jason grabs her leg. Yeah, and then the big flood comes, and he starts vomiting water. Which, yeah, what which is was- going on? which wasn't a special effect actually that was Kane Hodder on cue throwing up water. Cause he just drank a ton of water before the cake and then really? just spewed out all that water. Yeah. So why I, I, because it was so effective, you know, cause it's not like yeah, you could really. even see his mouth because it's all under this prosthetic and stuff like that. So it's really, there was no reason for it. And then like, so like, the toxic waste comes, which doesn't look like toxic waste. It just looks like hot water. Like, yes. Steamy sort of, water. Yes. And with the, with bubbles. It's yeah. bubbly. <laughs> yeah. It's like soap. Yeah, yeah, it's like car wash water. <laughs> yes. And so then Jason- it flushes over Jason. Doesn't touch Rennie or the boyfriend at all. No. Because no, it only goes to a certain height, apparently. Yes. You know, it washes the whole sewer out, but it doesn't yeah. wash the top you know, portion doesn't it. get the ceiling no or anything like that and then the next thing you know jason is melting but he's then he's melting and he's like roaring like a dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> but then then there's a boy just laying there in yeah, his tidy water away <laughs> and there's a perfectly normal boy yeah in his underwear just kind of laying on the sewer um unfazed so, by the toxic waste so they're saying that no that's jason's inner child and he's just a child the whole time it makes no sense yeah and we see jason's face because yeah. the mask gets washed off yeah and like they could have done a lot better with the makeup yeah it it was yeah there wasn't much detail at all like it was just like a little bit of bulgy eyes and some gaps teeth and that was and white it was like pale brown gray or white skin yeah yeah it was like <laughs> far more detail i know he's been in a, through a lot more since you know part four but part four had a lot more detail on on his face yeah. so you would think that they would build upon that or at least part seven like yeah i don't know 
So yeah, the whole boy thing, the whole boy theme throughout the movie is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they trying to do with that? Like, make people sympathetic for Jason? Yes. People go to these movies to cheer for Jason. Like, yeah. I don't like know. I, I, I bet you anything. If they did keep him kicking the dog, they people would have liked that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have shown like. It almost would have been give Jason give a sense of humor. Not it wouldn't have been malicious. He'd just be like, ah, fuck you, dog. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, so that I don't know. Yeah. So, but then they get, but then they somehow they get up onto the streets again, and then there's like a a fake out where she's like, <gasps> yeah, it's like a false, yeah, false like false false ending. Yeah, and then it turns out it's just her dog. It's her the dog Toby. Still is, got the bandana on. Yeah, yeah, he's, then, he's finally uh, shown up. Then we fade into the darker side of night music again. <laughs> that was at, in the opening. Oh, and I was totally expecting another like monologue from some sort of radio DJ. Right, just to but sum it didn't up happen. everything. Didn't sum up anything. Yeah. So yeah, basically this is like uh, I don't know. It's probably my. S- second least favorite jason yeah. movie like two like jason goes to hell with that beer jason goes to hell is my least and then this one's probably so i haven't seen jason goes to hell so how does jason goes to hell start does it keep with the little boy motif or motif or no does it no go it's, away from that? it's like it completely forgets the end of yeah uh part eight jason yeah. takes manhattan like jason's like a man and he's back at crystal lake like he's right. back to just being jason He's not on vacation anymore. No, no. He no. made it back to New York. So I don't know. This There's a lot of unnecessary, like, plots, like, yeah. side plots to this movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nobody gives a shit why, where, what. They just want Jason to kill. Yeah. Keep the story to a minimum, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's a lot of bad kills in this movie. A lot of like, you know, it's a lot of lazy kills. Like, yeah, not very, like, very inventive. It's like, like, oh, this girl has a guitar, so she's gonna get hit by a guitar. And then there's like another guy. I think it's one of the the other junkies gets thrown against some sort of steam pipe on the side of the building. Yeah, like, yeah. How's that? That's not gonna kill the guy. No, he just he just dislodges the steam pipe a little bit and then falls to the ground. That's not gonna kill him. Like. You know, not like part six where Jason literally bends a guy in half. Yes. You know? And and crushes somebody's face into the side of an RV. Yeah. Like, like part six is is my favorite by far. Yeah. I don't... I like five, six... Four, five, and six. Yeah. Yeah. But though this is... I, I think I'd only seen this once before yeah. and maybe a half other times. I remember coming home one time on like a Friday or Saturday night and my parents were watching this. <laughs> it was on like, you know, super channel or first choice or something. I like one of those pay channels and they're watching yeah. it. And I caught the end. Cause I remember seeing, you know, Julius getting his head popped off, you know, a couple times. And so I know that was the first time I saw it and my parents don't really watch horror movies. And yeah. for whatever reason, they were watching that one when I came home, they, they think- might deny it now. Because they probably won't remember, but I know for sure that I interrupted them watching part eight. That's fine. Yeah. They can deny it all they want. Yeah, I know the truth. That's right. 
And I think this was the first time that there was a Friday the 13th, a Nightmare on Elm Street, and a Halloween movie all released in the same year. So first part, time, part might, eight. Might have been second. Might have been eight. It might have happened in 88 as well. Was there a was there a Jason movie in '88? Yeah, because I think New Blood was in '88. I think. Let's see. No, no, I I meant uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um. Let's. Parts. I don't know. Something was in there. Part. I thought this was the first. I think I don't know. Could have been the first on Elm Street. You know, this is good as we're looking things up. No, part four was in 88. Huh. And 89. Yeah. So part five was in 89? Yeah. Oh, maybe I was misinformed. All right. I think you need to destroy who, whoever informed you of that. I will. Bill. I will kill them. I will bend them in half. So yeah, that's that's the end of this one. It's it, and the thing is, even with sometimes with bad Jason movies, they can at least be entertaining because you do have the kills to fall back on. But this 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 one just, just has too much stupid stuff in it, and it was too long. Like this is like a hundred minutes long. You know, it needs Friday the 13s are 85, 90 minutes long. This one just kept going. Yeah, they could have killed off like half the shit in the boat. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I think they had this, this, it's like one of those things where they thought of the movie title before they yeah. planned for the budget. Yes. <laughs> because it's more like Jason takes a cruise. Jason yeah. takes an Alaskan cruise. Was this supposed to be an homage to the Muppets take Manhattan? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Who took Manhattan better? Uh, I think, well, the Muppets spent more time there. Yeah, definitely. So they had they had more opportunity to take it. I think this movie should have been called Manhattan Takes Jason. Yes. Anyways, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Jason takes a shit. That's <laughs> yeah. <what I> Jason <laughs> takes a shit in the sewer and turns into a little boy. <laughs> then he shit out the little boy and then dissolve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the little boy was just a turd inside of Jason the whole time. The little boy is just like a little person operating Jason, like human size, you know, adult size is Jason. And then, you know, he was just a shell. Like Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. That's his name, right? The brain inside of that, like, hulking robotic body? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Krang, yeah. So anyways. Yeah, so um, we'll move on to our... If you're going to, uh, if you haven't seen a Jason movie, don't start there. No. Um, no. It doesn't really matter if you start with the first one, too, especially if you want to see Jason killing, because it's obviously not. Yeah, start with part three. Yeah. That's when he gets the mask. Yeah. So I guess that segues into our top five, which because Jason wears a hockey mask and because the NHL is returning in less than a week. Yep. um, I guess. No, I guess it would be one week. From today? I think so, yeah. They're, they're in training camp now, so yeah, the playoffs yeah. will be starting shortly. 
so we chose to go with top five hockey movies. Now there's not a ton of movies dedicated to hockey. No. Um, so I kind of took a few liberties. liberties. I stood I. But my top five are hockey movies. Okay. But my honorable mentions are just kind of, you know. Okay. Well, I, I have, I, I know I've got at least one liberty in my top five. That's fine. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Um, so you want to start? Sure. I'll start with my liberty, top five. And I'll start with the recent re- recently released full version, 25 minute version of Threat Level Midnight. Yeah, remember the Office episode where Michael made his movie? Oh yes. <laughs> they Greg Daniels this year released the full a full 25 minute version. Did that's he? just that's just the movie that it doesn't have any parts from the actual show. It's just a 25 minute movie that shows a bunch of stuff that wasn't in the episode. And so that's I have that number five because you now he has to, you know, golden faces, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's got all the arena workers hostage and he's going to blow up the arena at the NHL all-star game. Cause he's put a bomb in the puck. And so, you know, Mike, you know, Michael scar what kind of bomb. Could you put inside a puck <laughs> that would blow up an entire building? <laughs> and then, so then Michael Scarn has to, uh, you know, qualify for the NHL hawk, you know, all-star game. <laughs> yeah, so great. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, so then he saves the day. So yeah, that, that's my number five. It's loosey goosey, but I have to put it on there. It's, uh, it's on, it's on YouTube. If you do want to watch it, that I full, do want to watch it. That full thing is on there. Um, so my number five is the rocket. Uh, I've, never, I've never seen that one. It's basically like a biography, like a biopic about uh, Maurice the Rocket Richard, who was mm-hmm. basically like godlike status in Montreal in the 50s mm-hmm. and 60s, um, and how he was kind of polarizing. And it's just his story. Um, and it's pure, you know, like, like pure honoring hockey. Like yeah. it's just honoring a legend. So. Yeah, it's it's one I've never seen, but always meant to watch. But you know, I've and I've only yep. heard good things about it. Vincent so. LeCavalier's in it. What? Yep. So. Vincent LeCavalier, who hasn't played in three years and is still getting paid by the Flyers and the LA Kings. <laughs> <laughs> good work if you can get it. Yep. Um. So yeah, my uh, number four is a documentary, um, called Red Army. Yep. Um, about you know the, the you know, Red Wings. The, no, about the, uh, the oh no, Russian. that's the Red Five or whatever was yeah. the Red Wings one. Yeah, it just talks about the whole Russian program of you know they just developing hockey players just to be the most dominant team. They took that shit seriously in the seventies yeah, and eighties, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And then about you know the team, you know the players wanting to defect under you know under the whole USSR and yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really intriguing documentary and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I should watch that. Mm. Uh, my number four is the goon. Um, it's just a comedy with, uh, um, what's his name? You know, that guy, Michael, or, um, you know, Stifler. <laughs> yeah, Stifler. Okay, yeah, Sean William Scott. 
Yes, that's or, it. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Liev Schreiber, who okay. like basically plays the aging warrior. Yeah, tough guy in the what is it league? I know it's some East Coast thing. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but yeah. Yeah, it's like some made up league. Yeah, but it's lower than the pro. Yeah, it's a semi-pro league. Yeah. So essentially, like Sean William Scott's like this. Terrible... Well, he's not even a hockey yeah, player. No, but he like he he becomes part of this team. Yeah. Because he's a tough guy. Yeah. And all they he does to... is beat people up. Yeah, they have to teach him to skate. Yeah. It's because yeah they. Doesn't he beat up some hockey player in the stands or something like yeah. that? And so then they he gets a bunch of notoriety and then yeah, they have to So like and, the whole movie basically is just building up for him to fight Leave Schreiber's character. Yeah. You know. And I'll we'll continue talking, but we'll just bleed in because it's my number three. So we'll okay. just keep talking. Um but yeah, no, I have it. It's it's a funny movie. It's like there hadn't been like a really good hockey movie in a while at least a good hockey comedy. And then this came out and just, obviously it's written, it was written by um, Jay Baruchel, who's yeah. in the movie. Who's and directed too, didn't he? He directed the second one. Oh, the guy yeah. who directed the first one, I think directed uh, FUBAR. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, this, so it's like Jay Baruchel is a huge hockey fan. So he knows what, you know, hockey fans are going to want in the movie. And yeah, it's just, it's dirty. It's raunchy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it has one of my favorite lines in the in a movie that I can totally identify with when um, Sean William Scott runs into his wannabe girlfriend, now Allison Pill, and says, yep. "Why are you crying? Did you just watch Rudy?" And I can identify <laughs> that with so much because Rudy does is one of the movies I can watch, and I'll just cry on in an instant. And yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. That um, and Jason Takes Manhattan. Yes, that makes me cry as well as as shown early in the podcast. And what I like about Goon is that usually Sean William Scott plays like an arrogant asshole type guy. Yeah. In this movie, he's just like a dumb, like, yeah. but caring, kind of yeah. like just just a regular dude. Yeah, just a, he's a good-hearted guy who just knows how to fight, and he just you know doesn't know any better, and that's what he's done. And like they have to like tape his ankles up because he can't stand yeah. up straight and skate. <laughs> And yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a fun movie. So yeah, that that's your four. That's my three. So uh, my three is Miracle. Okay. Okay. Basically well, this this is the... this this is an easy list because this will bleed into my number two. Okay. So yes. basically, Miracle is about the 1980 U.S. hockey team that miraculously wins the gold medal by beating the so at the time the USSR. Yeah, and Soviet which, what, Union, which would have included you know players featured in the documentary red army so yeah um kurt russell is awesome as herb brooks like that Mm -hmm. hair that hairstyle yes (laughs) and uh yeah it's just inspirational it's fun yeah like it's i don't know there's some liberties taken but yeah no it's it's just a i mean you know how it's going to end but still it's still very thrilling how everything gets built up and it's you know it's yeah it's it's a well-made movie so like it's a good american flag waving movie but it's also a good hockey movie good sports mm-hmm. movie yep so yeah so again my number two so we'll lead into your number two my number two is a cbc miniseries movie uh called keep your head up kid the don oh, cherry the story don cherry, right uh with jared kizo um, from Letterkenny fame, 
Mm. Uh, it's just a really good movie. Um, Don Cherry, if people listening don't know who he is, he's like, uh, he was a coach in the NHL. He never played an NHL game. One, one game. Oh, yeah. He played in the AHL lots. But he played was one a, NHL game, yeah. Yeah. Bruins coach won Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, and he became like uh, basically a Canadian icon by being uh, a polarizing uh, analyst. Polarizing. Uh, he did like the uh, coach's corner in between periods on Hockey Night in Canada, which everybody in Canada watches. Um, and just was it two years ago, yeah. he was fired for some off colored comments, which yeah. were, eh. yeah, yeah, maybe questionable now if he said it five years ago he probably could have gotten away with it but he said way worse things yes yeah and he's very famous for wearing uh a a different suit of wearing upholstery as as suits yes um but the movie's good it just kind of shows there's it kind of shows his life up until becoming a coach and stuff Mm -hmm. um how much he loved his wife um and jerry kizo does a good job uh, yeah, playing Don Cherry is is blue featured in the yeah the first the dog blue, blue? Yeah. I think there's two different blues I think there was yeah and uh, yeah and then there's a second part which is called the Wrath of Grapes mm-hmm. which is you know CBC going forward and him dealing with his wife's death but the first the first part is way better right. um, and I just I like you know, it's Canadiana. Like, yeah, I'm surprised it took that long for somebody to, you know, make a grapes movie. So yeah, it's my number two. Okay, well, my number one, I'm going to assume is going to be your number one because it's the greatest hockey film of all time, and that's Slapshot. What? It's not Mighty Ducks two. Uh, no. D two, the Mighty Ducks. Are you no, serious? Or, or D three? No. Yeah, no, mine's I- Slapshot. Yeah, and I'll, I will say right now, I have never watched the Mighty Duck movie. I think I saw the first one. Yeah. But yeah, no, Slapshot is, again, it's Goon is basically trying to be Slapshot in regards to the same tone. Just bloody, hard-hitting, raunchy, mm-hmm. and like Slapshot is the template. There would be no Goon if there wasn't Slapshot. Yeah. And Paul Newman is just amazing as a... As, as I don't know if there. I don't know if there'd be a lot of sports comedies if it wasn't yeah. for Slapshot. Is it Roy Dunlop? Is that what is Reg Dunlop? Reg Reg Dunlop. Player coach yeah. Reg Dunlop. Reg Dunlop. Yeah, Reg Dunlop. And it's yeah. just like a collection of like misfits, misfit hockey players who they play in what is it the Federal League? In, yeah. In Charleston. Like, Charleston. Charleston yeah, in the it's like. Northwest, northeastern United States, I guess yeah. it would be. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just the whole league is basic. It's all predicated on fighting. Yeah, and they they found out that the the, the team's going to be relocating, so they want to have kind of one last hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Paul Newman is excellent. Yes. Like he's he's like charismatic. He's, he's got the ha- hockey chatter down like perfectly. Oh. Like he, yeah. Like. Just the way you say it, like his cadence is just perfect for that. And like the the Hanson brothers are, you know, yeah. three brothers that the team acquires halfway through the movie, and they're just 
they're they're just savages on the ice. Yeah, and but they're like the, they're like children off the yeah, ice. They're playing with trains off the ice, but foiling they've, up foiling up the knuckles on the yeah, ice. Yeah. They've reached legendary status in Canada as far as yes. movie characters go. Yes, and I mean that there were yeah, it spawned two sequels, and I saw I saw Slapshot two. With um, with Stephen Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> and the Hanson brothers make an appearance again. Yeah, Slapshot Two was so bad. Yeah, it tainted the first one for me for a long time. Yeah. It ruined the legacy, and I could not watch Slapshot forever. But then once I did watch Slapshot again, it it, it was fine. Like but yeah, just like just some of the characters, like mm-hmm. like the other teams. Uh, the other team's tough guys and stuff like Ogie yeah. Oglethorpe. Yeah. And like, um, Hammerhand or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hammer, yeah. Hammerhand. Yeah. And like, uh, the Chiefs goalie, uh, yeah. Danny, Danny Lemieux. Yeah. Like just some of the lines that he says. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, uh, and then the, you know, just how a big line brawl starts before the national anthem is even played and all people that. are throwing keys at players and, and the organ player has to wear a helmet because he got hit in the head with a yeah. puck and he's yeah, like, and when the hansen like loses his glasses but he just starts punching random fans because yeah. he doesn't know which one actually threw the keys at him yeah oh yeah so good it's a it's a it's a classic i mean it's not even just a classic hockey movie it's a classic movie like this uh, it's, it's a yeah. it's like Porky's level comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Yeah. Um so what you have uh, honorable mentions? Uh yeah, I have uh, another wolf cop on there. Okay. Basically it's he's trying to like fund the hockey team or whatever in the town. It's not really even the main plot, but yeah. There's a lot of hockey sequences in there. Yeah. Uh clerks because right. of the hockey scene on top of the roof. Um, basically they're looking for somebody for the first half of the movie to watch the store so they can go play hockey. Yeah. Uh, mystery Alaska. Yeah. That's um, a good one. But it's, I don't know. It was too much of a feel good story for me. I you know, know what I mean? But the, the hockey sequences are actually pretty decent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last of the gladiators, which or is last a documentary of, yeah. with uh, Chris Nyland, Chris yeah. Nyland and, um, McSorley and uh, McSorley and who's who played for the Oilers there? Um, oh, uh, uh, Donald Bush. Yeah, George yeah. LaRock. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually kind of a sad movie. Like it is. You know, it talks about you know just brain injuries and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And and like and basically, all... these guys were just there to fight. Yeah. And if they didn't fight, yeah. they didn't play. It's yeah. Like... And so it's like they were forced into that situation because yeah, that's the only reason why they're on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It's gritty. Oh, yeah. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it's no. good. Now that one was on my list as well. Uh, Mystery Alaska. Happy Gilmore yeah. is on my list. Yeah. Um, and and the Goon sequel. It's not as good as the first one, but it's it's still it's still pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um. Yeah, yeah. it's got Wyatt Russell. <laughs> yes. He's like the new enforcer type guy in the league, yeah. isn't he? On the other on the other team, and then Liev yeah. joins, you know, Sean William Scott's team. Yeah. But then John William Scott doesn't even play the final game. It's a fight between Liev and Wyatt Scott because no, yeah. he's watching his kid being born or something like that, so he can't be there. But it's yeah, yeah it's it's still, it's 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 still got the same heart as the first one. It just might not be as funny. 
but yeah. um, it's it's still pretty decent. So. And of yeah. course, uh, with us being Canadians, we we have to like hockey movies. It's just it's the law. I don't have to like all hockey movies. <laughs> no. You don't have uh, Young Blood. You didn't have Young Blood as a. No, there was one I want to see. Right. Um, what is it called? The Iron Horse or? Okay, yeah. That one that came out last year. Yeah. About the Inuit hockey players or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I want to watch that one because apparently it's really good. You want to watch Score, the hockey musical? No, I did no. see that on during my search. Yeah. What about Sudden Death? Oh. Jean Claude Van Damme. So that that's almost like uh, the the plot of uh, <laughs> Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's got actual like footage from the Blackhawks Penguins yeah. final. Yeah. In '92. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because '91 was Penguins North Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like Gathrat Level Midnight is is inspired by sudden death. It has to be because and they both take place in like Pennsylvania because that's where Scranton is. And, and Michael Michael Scott is basically Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, obviously, you know, he, Michael Scott, Michael Scarn, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme. It's just you know they're all that level. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for top five. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as hard as I thought. No, I mean, yeah, we had obviously had some overlap, but um, no, there's not very many hockey movies, and so, but the ones that are good are really good, and the ones that are bad are really bad. So it's easy to, you know, separate them out. Yeah. How about Touch and Go with Michael Keaton? Never seen it. I saw it way back in when it came out in the '80s. I don't remember anything about it other than it was a hockey movie. With what about MVP Most Valuable Primate? Um, yeah, it's my favorite. I left it. That's that's my that's my top favorite. As far as animals playing sports, that's in the top five. Oh, you with, think so? With Air Bud and Ed, Ed, and what's the one? Golden Receiver. Yeah, or uh, Air Bud Two Golden Receiver. What's the one? Is it Gus the field kicking mule or something like that? What's that one? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Ray Finkel, what? Yeah, Ray Finkel. <laughs> it's one Snowflake? about. Yeah, there's one about Gus that's or something like that with Don Knotts. I think that's a. He's a field cookie mule or something like that. Only, yeah, Don, only only Don Knotts would be in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, it's a yeah. Whether well, but yes, yeah, him and him and Ed Asner and Tim Conway. Yeah. Is Bob, it a Disney movie? I believe it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, sounds yeah. sounds about on par with like late sixties, early seventies Disney. Oh, this is seventy six. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. it's like the mascot can kick a hundred yard field goals. Happy birthday to me! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hundred yard field goals? Yes, that's what this mule can do. Wow. Wow. Like he's pretty. So good. basically, he can. The team doesn't even have to march down the field. They could just they kick just, from wherever and win on yeah, field goals. They can. I guess this, wow. I bet this mule's in the Hall of Fame. Like he's yeah, that's like um, uh, Adam Vinatieri yeah. type stuff. Like or, Ray, or Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel laces out. Laces out. 
Wang yeah, Tuck. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough. That's enough. So. That's enough blather. So uh, until next time, I am Terry. I am Scott. 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 All right, toodles.